And now a word from our sponsor. Gentech's new massive level marketing plan. Gentech will supply you all the product you can sell. And you can get others to sell product for you. Gentech have lines of makeup, leggings, vitamin shakes, rocket launchers, teen splicers, anything and everything. Sign up today and don't worry. If you can't make the sales, you can get others to. If they can't make the sales, they can always work off your debt via indentured labor. Gentech, we show you how to show them who's boss. We're firing the biz dev person. <laughs> uh, and who is that person? Uh, well, actually, it turns out it is Tom, who is the guy in the studio, <laughs> so I really boss. can't find Tom. But well, maybe I should send him a strongly worded letter about his advertisement choices, <laughs> <laughs> because they have just been getting wackier and wackier. I mean, what? On, uh, anyway, I, sh- I should say, my name's Matt Davis. I'm the marketing, the, the frustrated marketing and community manager over here at Auroc Digital, joined as ever by my car combat partner in Chrome. <laughs> Uh, Matthew, aged 14, Walker. <laughs> oh. uh, that is my uh, nickname for this episode, oh, right. sponsored by Age 14. Age 14, right. What, what did you spy that on? Oh, was it on the... It's, it's on the box, yeah. On in the... case anyone doesn't know, in case you, if you listen back to the other episode, um, my Galaxy nickname has unsuccessfully uh, not stuck. So I'm picking a random word around the room, and that becomes the nickname for the episode. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah, no, it's better. It's better. It's better. We're doing oh, that's, than... so, that's how we're rolling that's there. That's how we're going to roll now. Um... So, just to give a very, 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 very quick mm. overview, uh, if you haven't, you can listen to this episode just in isolation because it's great, <laughs> but it will make a lot more sense if you listen to episode two, yep. where we talk about Dark Future, the board game, and episode one, where we talk about car combat in general. So, if you have missed those other ones, go back and check them out. If you haven't, great, just carry on listening and going through things. So, yeah, what is this? This massive, massive mar- level marketing plan, like vitamins, leggings, l- rocket launches. I d- I'm, you know, Sounds I'm just, like... <laughs> <laughs> just throws paper down in Throws rage. paper down in marketing uh, fury. Marketing <laughs> I don't know, it sounds like all the things you might need in a dystopian future. I suppose, you know? yeah, that's quite true. So anyway, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, this season, I, I want to say, has been probably the best yet. It's been good, hasn't it? I think, and, and we've saved the best till last because this have. episode is a very, very. I'm very excited to do this episode. Uh, there's a lot in this episode. There is, yes. So bear with us. Yes. But stay with us. Bums on seats. Yeah. It's going to be worth the wait. It will be. It will be. So in today's episode, and this will probably be a two-parter. Mm-hmm. Probably looking at the timings of the length of it, uh, we are going to be going into dark future. The video game. That's the thing we've been working that on, right? That is the thing we have been working on for yeah. four and a bit years, I think, as a studio. Oh, man. Uh, and when this comes out, it will be very, 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 very close to the launch of said game. Uh, and obviously you've all sat on the wishlist and mm. you've gone onto the Steam page and you've gone and found the wishlist button, you've clicked that and you're, and you're just sitting there in your queue and you're waiting, you're hankering, <laughs> you're, 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 you're eager for it. I understand that. But if you haven't, you can feel that joy. <laughs> Perhaps what we should do, of course, we've got special guests today, uh, mm. Thomas and Peter. Many special guests on. today, actually. Uh, we've got many, 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 many guests. But what I'd love to do is... Uh, 
after this episode comes out, yeah. we should we should conduct like another interview with Thomas and Peter at that point and just see how they differ from today's performance <laughs> yeah. to that that performance on that week. I do. I quite like that actually. That's a really good idea. That'd be interesting. That's a really good to idea. See how their voices have just cracked. Or uh, something. Now this week's uh, this week's episode is quite a long one. Yeah. So we'll stop blithering on like idiots mm-hmm. and we'll let the everyone else do it for us. Hit it. <laughs> Okay, we are back again after that rather third wacky introduction that uh, that we had to deal with just there. However, we are joined in the studio by two guests today, and we'll be having a whole slew of guests coming in today from this, but uh, welcome back again, Thomas Rowling. This is your third appearance on this podcast. Hello. Or this season, sorry, I should well, say, from this bit, from uh, yeah, so your encyclopedic knowledge we've had from the last two episodes. Well, nice to be back. Yeah. And we also welcome back Peter Willington, the Hello. Bourneville chocolate champion. That's right. <laughs> back again. It's me, the... Uh, uh, what is it? Posh, but still in Tesco's. Posh, but still in Tesco's. Uh, thanks, Nina, for that one. Um, yeah. So what are we talking about today? Well, today we're going to talk about Dark Future, but we're going to talk more. So over the last few episodes, we've gone through car combat and we've looked at the films. We've looked at the TV shows. We've looked at the uh, the books. We've then done a deeper dive in episode two, all about the story of Dark Future, the game, where it came from, some of the rather quirky and unfortunately uh, terrifyingly real things that seem to be happening in that regard and now we're going to go into what we have done and what has gone on today so we should probably kick it off how did we come about how did we come about doing this game what was the what was the reason that we picked this up so i so i basically i think i think i started work on the original concept stuff of it and and i should say if you're hearing a lot of noise in the background it's because we are a working studio and (laughs) there's a meeting in the north yeah work is getting getting done in the next room they've just had a production (laughs) meeting on on mars horizon so um yeah so i think i think we started on it back in uh 2014 which uh, is quite a way ago now, um, but that that was when I started for early work on what the concept and what it might be like. Uh, talking to Games Workshop about getting hold of the IP, and then from a purely biz dev point of view, raising the money to do it. Because um, and in that regard, you know, we we had we had great support off the Welcome Trust. I think we'll touch on later on. We had support uh, off Creative England, uh, and then you know, uh, money that the company had made went into it. But what it was is like. As a fan of the game, and I thought there was something in there, uh, so talk with Games Workshop, pitch them basically an idea, and I think that original idea was basically like, "Hey, it's it's XCOM with cars," um, and then so then we started work Another on another reference again. Yeah, <laughs> well, so if if you go to the, the first thing we put out into the public domain was back in May 2015, we put out a teaser trailer, and we worked on that with. Um, and and that kind of you know was was this it didn't really feature much of the gameplay stuff but I think the original models that we built which was our modified intercepts and renegades are in that trailer so so we worked with a, another local studio called Sun and Moon who are like animation studio they made the trailer for us uh, so I was very happy with that and that that was cool and and, that, for, and for those who haven't seen it as well the, the 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 cars are much more traditional cars aren't they they're the big blocky square looking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Than what may potentially have happened later down the line. But but yeah. if you haven't seen them, we're talking big old hefty units of cars. <laughs> so so production on the game really started at the beginning of 2015, um, and then then you know as a working studio, th- this was thing is we'd raised the funds for this, and this was our project. Mm. So I think the crucial thing in understanding its history is 
when we were working on it, when it'd be done, it was down to us. Like Games Workshop have been great. And, you know, obviously they we've had a couple of people we've worked with from Games Workshop who've been super helpful as part of that. But the the timeline to it was always down to us. And you always got a kind of a tension between the money we've got to spend on it and getting it right. Uh, and in addition to that, as a as a studio, we, we also have to earn money. So we would do other projects in between and things like that. And that that might create, right, well, we will delay it. But most importantly, we, we you know, we needed the project moving forward. And I'll be fair, you know, there was, there was a lot of stuff going on and running the company and doing everything else. It meant I needed help uh, with it. And, and I was very, very pleased to be able to to bring into the company and to get onto the game eventually that the game's current and and will be final producer he will, <laughs> he will he will he will drive this baby home very good, in, oh, very good. park it in the garage oh, <laughs> how long have you been working on these plans for Oh, about four Months, weeks. Hours, weeks. Since May 2015. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. T- t- how how do you feel about the journey? The journey. Yeah, the the, the potholy journey. Is it too late to say that I can't do this podcast? Is it? it absolutely um, is. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah. Uh, it's been it's been a long one. Uh, so I joined the studio um October. Yeah, October. So in 2015, and I went straight on to. Uh, doing a bits and pieces of Dark Future and then was on a couple of other projects at the same time. Um, and then we, I think, I think you're right. It has been a, it's been, it's certainly been a long journey and it's been very interesting to me as somebody who had sort of come newly into the studio to see how we were doing things and then seeing how those things evolved over the course of the studio becoming what it is in 2019 as we record this. Um, so, for example, we started off the game thinking, you know, XCOM with cars. Yeah. And like that is, that is, I think that quite rapidly we figured out that that was not what we were going to do in the end. Like, it, it, you know, we, we definitely wanted to get across this idea of accessible strategy, which is, I think, what the new XCOM does. But I think we took that idea of accessible strategy and then moved into um, something that was a bit more real time. Um, but still kept this idea of like the turn based in real time, which is looking through your old design docs and your old pitch docs and stuff like that. There's lots of references to turn based, but on a timer. And that idea then morphed into this real time game, which had this time dilation element to it. And I found that I found that absolutely fascinating. Um, and and that was I suppose that was drawing part from where the old board game came from that that idea yeah. of where you mm. would you, you you're kind of str- you're strategizing your moves rather than you're driving because the game is not, not a, a driving, driving game. not a driving game <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> yeah. repeating on cue all the time yes. but 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 is it, how do you come to the challenge of doing that how do you yeah. how do you try and interpret that when it's so as a, as a, as so my role is creative producer and and what essentially that means is you're responsible for the brand you're responsible for the vision of the game along with the designer on the project and executing upon something that is very very different is yeah it's a real challenge i think like being tasked with this idea of okay we'll make a game that's unlike any other which is essentially what this is like yeah. you know it's yeah, a yeah cl- no if we've struggled <laughs> we're so so yeah i mean we we've we've been chatting with a couple of people about oh you'll take an ad out for the game you know and stuff like yeah. that you know we'd put a little bit of our budget in uh, uh, well for us it's a lot of budget into that and it's like okay yeah w- w- what what games target? does it sit next to yeah. you know and you're like 
Oh. You, oh. Uh, you know, this, yeah. uh, this is the thing. I think I hear a lot of people say very cliche, like, this isn't like anything you've played before. And then you play, like, this is a lot like. Yeah, no, this isn't like. A, and that's actually like, <laughs> that's a really cool thing because mm. you are able to get really passionate about saying, you know, no, this is this is not like something you've played before. But also at the same time, it then becomes very difficult because there aren't reference points. Mm. So as a producer, you know, uh, if we were working on something that was a bit more of a, let's say, for example, a bit more of a, a safer turn-based strategy game, yeah. you might turn and say, well, it works a little bit like XCOM. Yeah. With Dark Future, you know, it's like, well, how is this meant to work? Um We'll, we'll figure it out yeah well we we had to and I, I think that's the thing when you you do these sort of things you you know temptation is just yeah everything went great everybody was great everything was great mm. and I, and i think that masks often what game dev journeys can can be and i suspect more often than not are very difficult mm. you know the, the 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 road less traveled sorry but no but i, th- I think there's a there's a serious point in amongst yes. all that is if if you're trying to do if you're trying to do something different then and you therefore you don't have the kind of the easy path to go forward you have mm. to kind of forge that path and inevitably as part of that forging that path means you go down a bunch of dead ends mm. you know you get things wrong yeah yeah i mean so one of the things so very early on we had some working prototypes um of how the game was going to work out and so, for example, in one of the early prototypes, um, which people eventually will be able to play, because yep. um, we're going to try and make those available, mm-hmm. um, you can play with four cars, you can play with three cars, yep. you can play with... And we we very quickly realised that that was not the core of the game. Mm. We had things like... Uh, we didn't originally have target tracking in the game, so you would have to manually aim your turret, kind of like... Um, like a ship of the line almost you know what I yeah mean? Like which a was kind of big yeah, yeah. i remember the gameplay debates on that because like huge, yeah. there was a time yeah. like i was like but th- there's an interesting tactical thing in being able to just you having to figure out where the turret goes it's slightly almost physics-esque but tactical physics-esque yeah. thing yeah however it, it came at a, a kind of gameplay cost which was fiddly it was really fiddly and like i i completely agree and and, and i think that one of the things that we ended up doing was um, that we ended up instigating the studio that really helped out was we ended up with regular play sessions with our, um, the team that's working on Mars Horizon and internally much more being much more critical of like where things were at and being once we got to you know somewhere near feature complete actually sitting down and thinking like well what is working and what's not and I think there were you know we talk in the studio a lot about having like when when a project goes through the dark night of the soul and. Dark Futures is one that definitely had that. Yeah. But I think it needed it to then to then really get everybody behind exactly what the game yeah, was. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I remember that well. I had a I had like an, a, a hidden document on, <laughs> on my area of the drive, which was like I'm basically... About this for the yeah. first time, yeah. Well, it was basically <laughs> like Dark Future as a driving game. And I know we've been saying... What? Dark. But it's like <laughs> we built heresy. all these assets. We'd built yeah, roads, yeah, we'd built true. cards. Yeah, yeah. And if we couldn't... I, I don't want to put out a game that we we don't think is good. Like, I think yeah, every game absolutely. we put out, we have to be... And sure, you know, players and critics may disagree with us at points, but I I'm every game we put out I'm confident that I think this is a good game and I think mm. this is worth your money. Mm. And if we couldn't get that 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 kind of tactical that tactical car combat strategy right, it was like the fullback position with a load of cars, roads, yep. guns, yep. explosions, effects. Well the, well the easy solution is to make it an action game. Yeah. Yep. And and there's some great, you know, I was a big fan of Road Rash and stuff like that. Yeah, and yep. so it was like yeah. that th- yeah. there's there's our thing you convert the game over to that. 
mm. um, which which at least would allowed us to do something with yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't yeah. want to do nothing. But but fortunately, you know that 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 emergency document never needed. That, to that was a that was a big red button behind a yeah. glass case, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, well, and that was no, a while ago. About it. But then it's yeah, yeah. No, no, I mean that was that was a while ago. Yeah, yeah but there was I was genuinely we should, worried. We should that, physically get those. By yeah, the way, like red boxes with <laughs> yeah. glass on it. We're like in case game is not good. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> driving game I, with I guns. Think, <laughs> I think sometimes yeah, sometimes the kind of you know the struggle of of making a game you know can not not always be aware to players. And in a way, you say, well, why should they? They pay their money and they get to play the game. Yeah. Fine, that's cool. But if you are interested. It, it isn't as straightforward as you think. I it think, is hard work. I think some people come into uh, like come into a project when they're playing it for the first time, you know, an end user or something like that, or a beta tester. And one of the one of the criticisms that I saw in my my old walk of life mm. as a as a as a as a games critic was people seeing sort of seeing less experienced games critics trying to make a. Um, a judgment on what they thought the original design intent or something along those lines was for the game from the final product. Yeah. And I think that what people don't see is is those long meetings where you're sat there and it's, you know, you know, you spent three or four hours in the same room and you've got through the packet of biscuits and now everybody's <laughs> now everybody's at this point where it's like, okay, we want to move on. Um and having those those like heated discussions about like well, what is the vision of the yeah. game what what we know what it's not but what it what is it now and i think that when you have those that really crystallizes things and it was something that you and i mm. did together matt mm. where we were um where we did uh we talk a lot about pillars yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and when we did the pillars meeting for dark future we all came out of that room knowing that this is the kind of game that we're yeah, making. absolutely. And then as soon as we'd had this idea of, you know what, like, it is a, a, a strategy game. Yeah. It is in real time. Yeah. But if we start calling it a real-time strategy game, we're in, we're in, we're wrong. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, it, it doesn't feel like that. Yeah. You know, the, this idea of it's not a driving game yeah, yeah. came out of that meeting. Yeah. And, and it isn't having, just a quirky term we use. It, it, is, it genuinely yeah. is the thing. That's but right. it's, it's one of those things that as a team, once we'd had those meetings, we really all completely gelled on mm. this idea of like, okay, well, this is where the game is going. And, yeah. and, and really at that point, we, we started to not just like, can we deliver this to a spec and put it out? We then got to a point where we were like, you know what, this is going to be, this is going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, it sounds like there's been a real evolution of this project. You know, yeah. it really sounds like it's really gone through oh, quite a lot of ringers and where it is. Yeah. So, so how would you how would you describe to somebody who who hadn't seen the first draft or the first envisagement of it to where it is now? Like, what what's that leap been like? Yeah. Um, so the 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 first pitch trailer that we did, and again, this is going to be in the dev cut. Is, we should explain what the dev cut is because oh, okay. you've alluded to it a couple yes, of times. So, yeah. so we're going to be releasing um, something called Developer's Cut, which will be... Um, we had this idea of Dark Future has been such a... It's kind of mirrored exactly our evolution as a studio in terms of production processes. It's, mm. gone, it's gone through all of the process that, and, and change that we've got to. And it's gone from a game that I think, frankly, we just were not happy with and we, we, we weren't satisfied with how the game was being made and what it was going to be, all the way up to a game that I'm, I'm really proud of and I know the team's, yeah. team's proud of it as well. Um, and so the, we decided that we'd do a developer's cut, which would be um, a number of builds... Uh, f of prototypes and yeah. earlier versions and mm. stuff like that where we would actually basically show people builds that would never be shown otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. We got this idea from um, a person called Tom Francis 
um, who is uh, another developer elsewhere. I nicked it from him, basically. He doesn't know. Um, and um, it did... Um, we'll blur out his name then. then blur out his name. We'll beep it out. Um, and he did a really good game called Heat Signature, in which he included you know, some other builds and stuff like that in a, in a separate branch. And so we're going to do that as well. Um, and we also include bunch of other stuff as well like core rule books yeah. and um some videos in the pitch yeah, video yeah, yeah, yeah. is amazing <laughs> yeah um, oh, and this is this is back from i believe 2014 very uh, late 2014. either late wow. 2014 or early 2015 yeah. Like, yeah, yeah yeah like way before my time it's quite radical <laughs> it is amazing like and it is basically a turn-based game in which there is an extremely short timer and and like the way the way you see it, you go, oh, that's a really cool idea. And then the more you sit down and think about it, it's just like, oh, how how would this Yeah, well it's this XCOM with cars where and it's like as soon as you get in your head around the fact that everything's hurtling along at hundred miles an hour, mm. it, it just gets that the complexity of managing that from a player point of view, never mind the the mm. engine point of view, mm. um, yeah, just spirals out and becomes really difficult. Yeah, absolutely. And so so one of the first jobs I had as a producer was to go through all these design docs and go through all these videos and see everything. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 not a totally different game, but um, we definitely take bits from it. So, for example, there's narratively um, there's a character in the original called Mad Mick Groove, mm-hmm. um, and we we actually used Mad, Mad Mick actually turned into Micah, who right. is one of the characters yep. that we have now, yep. who accidentally becomes the leader of a of a gang of vicious thugs. <laughs> um, we had uh, we had. The two that I wish that we could include in some way, and maybe I don't know, maybe in the future one day, is the the thingy twins. Oh yes, the, yeah. um, we yeah. had these twins who. So originally we were going to have this branching narrative structure. It was going to be a very linear game, and it turned into a more of a roguelite. Yeah. Um, but this branching linear structure was going to be that these two enemies would be these twins, and they sort of had this weird telepathic link where they could finish each other's sentences. And if you killed one of them, mm. they would continue talking to you as if the other one <laughs> was, was there. there. <laughs> That's was, pretty cool. It was wild. <laughs> like, and, and I remember thinking, this is this is a really cool, weird, very very dark, futury idea. Mm. Yeah, it just made it hard to understand just, what was going <laughs> on. Yeah. Or, they, or they they only make say it, half a sentence to but, you. I, I was going to say, make it really, but you'd really want to keep them alive. <laughs> you'd be like on the road, you'd be like, I can't have you dying on me now. But, it, but it's stuff like that. So we had like, you know, at one point we had, so we had this this concept of like three acts that, it would, that this linear mm. narrative would go over. And in the end, we took that different acts structure and we turned it into runs where it was like, well, you'll have different views on different characters. And it really became about opening up the world of literally the world of dark future and the mm. law and the universe and explaining more about what that was rather than continuing on a legacy of um of the older books and stuff like yeah. that so that's like some of the design structure um and then we had you know so we we've continued we've always built it in unreal engine yeah um, yeah which, which I, I should say, uh, Epic, the makers of Unreal, have been really helpful. Yeah. Like they, they, you know, in the early days, they, you know, they'd sent somebody over to us. They're helping with our requests and stuff. Yeah. And in the early days, when we were trying to get what we wanted right, we did stuff like we actually you recompiled the Unreal Engine, yeah. and because you have access to the source code in Unreal, you yeah. can do that. Mm. Playing with some of the, you know, some of the structures in there because yeah. the the time dilation that we have. Um, time dilation. If if any if anyone listening knows anything about physics modeling, time mm-hmm. dilation 
creates a whole bunch yeah. of problems because you get into this question of whenever you remodel physics, it, it's this this idea of determinism, which is if you drop a bunch of marbles on the floor, yeah, you know, the rule, rules of physics are always the same, but where the marbles will end up, it's almost impossible to predict yeah, because yeah, yeah. The, the, the machinations of the various calculations to where they're all going to go means they can go anywhere. So that is the yeah. fun side of it. Yeah, so, well, <laughs> yeah. So, so what it – now – Unreal has this fantastic physics engine mm. within it, and we we were able to dig into that and go that. Yeah. But but that's part of the complexity of what we've tried yeah. to do. Yeah. It would have been so much easier if if we'd have just decided it's cars without wheels. Yeah. So it's XCOM with cars, yeah. but they can't move. <laughs> but but because they everything hover, was yeah, because yeah. everything's moving, <laughs> yeah. and we're trying to have this, and in fact we have succeeded. Mm. You know, thanks to the the hard work and dedication of the team yeah. uh, and a few and other people who had, you know, moved on since then. And like all of their hard work and dedications paid off where we have this time dilation where yeah. Yeah. you, you give your orders in this slow down, slow, yeah. like we call command mode. And those orders are played out fully a, a, a real time mode. Mm, and yeah. that, that, that gives you the, the kind of immediacy of, of an action game, yeah, yeah, but but with the the, the tactical stuff of a turn-based strategy game, and, and I'm so proud of what we've been able to create in absolutely. that, and, and my admiration for what the team and the other people who worked on the game have done is 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 boundless. They really have knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Mm. And and we're going to uh, we're going to be speaking to Sam a little bit later on in this podcast, talking to him about some of those challenges and the, the experiences he's had as a lead programmer on stuff. So, uh, so what I'd like to ask about now, though, is what. What's been kept, one of the things that I imagine we'll we'll, we'll have a, a a bit of a question around is what was kept from the original game, because there'll be some people out there who are big big <laughs> fans of the original yeah. game and they'll be wanting to look at this and go, of course, what have you kept? What have you said? Because we've laboured that point that this isn't the game reinterpreted no, on no, a, no, it's, it's not a driving game and it's not Dark Future the board game. And I think and just on that like. I genuinely, I, like, I think the tabletop game is really cool. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think as a video game, a straight port would be, would be that, um, would be the game that people would think they would want. Mm. Yeah, and I, I think right from the get-go, we never intended yeah. to make a straight port of it. It was but, always but about the right, tone yeah. and the feel of not just the world, it was always about the tone and the feel of the tabletop, as, tabletop game as well, right? Yeah. So all of these car tabletop car simulation games they are all about you know so you look at something like um dark future or you look at gaslands or warlands or whatever um they are all about taking a fraction of time and that in real life would be a very very short period of time and then extrapolating that out over a much longer period of time right so yeah. play the tabletop game is not fast like you have to do dice rolls you have to think about yeah, stuff yeah, you know there yeah. is no time pressure in that capacity but when you then you as a player of tabletop games, you go into these weird spaces, or I certainly do, um, where you sort of dilate the time yourself in your mind. Yeah, right. right okay. You think about your when you're playing a game like Dark Future as a tabletop game, you are thinking like, "Oh my word, that was that was such a, a split second decision I made yeah, there." Yeah. But actually, it took twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there is that dilation, and really the whole point about making a digital game for for dark future was well can you capture that essence like can you capture the idea of um high speed combat where you have strategic control like you're moving at 200 kilometers an hour in Mm. this game Mm. like at, at your top speed and when you are doing that if you were to do that as an action game that would be extremely intense if you were to do that completely at real time it would be impossible because the movements you would need you'd need to be a pro starcraft player to be able to actually do stuff like that right um 
Whereas if you can hit a button and suddenly all time crawls to a slow, yeah. you now have this idea of being able to execute commands at, at somewhat to your pace, mm-hmm. right? But still with that with that pressure. So I think so. There's definitely the feeling of the game that we've taken over, and we've also brought over um, like there are. There are a ton of references, right? Yeah, so oh, we are we are definitely at the end of the canon, right? Yeah. So so at the end of the canon, we, basically we're twenty twenty five. It's after all the books and after all the yeah, tabletop yeah. stuff, very deliberately yeah, because yeah, yeah. we were like, you know what, that canon is sacri- sacrosanct yeah. to to a, to a to a market of people, yeah. and we don't want to muck, muck about with that. Yeah, yeah. But like we have, well, there's a community that really loves it. There's really, a community really that's, it. that's like, in love yeah. with it. Mm. But there's a there's a bigger you know there's a bigger group of people who've never played Dark Future before, right? And what we didn't want to do is we didn't want to crush you know we didn't want to crush the idea of like where people were going, like where did you know where did um, say Red Harvest end Red up. Harvest end yeah. up? Like there's yeah. no there's no point in really mucking about with that stuff too much uh, equally we didn't want to equally we didn't want to leave it alone because we wanted to have some element of dark future to it but we also didn't want to alienate new players right yeah, like yeah. the hope is that we get more people who have never played dark future yeah, before yeah. to actually come along and play the game and go oh that's really cool yeah. i'm gonna go and read the novels or play the tabletop game mm, or whatever mm. um <laughs> and then uh, you know yeah we you know matthew walker's making a novel producer here like you know that's me like people like me uh, that I'm, can't <laughs> i'm excited now um so there's that but like we definitely brought stuff forward. So, like yeah. Gentex in the game, yeah. um, we have. You'll see. Uh, you'll see. There is mention of where Red Harvest. What some of what Red Harvest did after you know the 1990s. Um, there is geographical stuff. Like we update exactly. There's a map in on page four of the manual. Yeah. Uh, of the tabletop game and we update that we essentially right. update that to say this part is just underwater now. Yeah, like, right. Okay. So like, <laughs> so there's there's huge parts of that we update the lore in that way to include much more modern current references mm-hmm. but at the same time we <laughs> you don't need to worry too much about thanks dark future which yeah, yeah. it's so prophetic yeah exactly <laughs> but like you know we 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 take that spirit and that feel of the original game to do stuff like there is there there are characters in there which are that late 80s early 90s british comic lampooning of society and yeah. political structure and that kind of stuff but it's done in that as i say it's done in that 2000 ad-esque way yeah. where it's a nod and a wink and you know who we're talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. brackets it's thatcher yeah you know and like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so spoiler so yeah, spoiler is that but you you know you'll see these things and you'll know who yeah. we're referencing yeah but we aren't just straight out going like yeah this person's bad yeah 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 yeah, um, yeah. that would be yeah um, and you know there are also characters and references like for example um, players of the original tabletop game they will see a character in the main game called the gambler yeah and they will recognize the gambler mm. immediately and hopefully that will be a really nice nod of oh that's who that is yeah 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 yeah. and um, we do stuff like that we, we there's um, I mean it's even little minor things in the narrative as well like um, there's one image in the rule book which has got um, some punks playing an arcade game and it's called um, Death Drive. Right. And um, so we mm. we reference that in our game. We have this like news ticker story which basically is like an advert for the new Death Drive. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, so like there's a new version of Death Drive coming out and we link that in with like us making Dark Future. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. So yeah, so there's, there's tons of references. Bye bye Fourth like Wall. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so like... 
it's more about keeping to the spirit and what that game yeah. was trying to achieve and then making it a good video game. So I, I said this uh, to, a, to a friend of mine a little while ago, and I'm the mentioned it on the last podcast, which is like the, the, the core thing is it's like, it, 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 because it's not the board game, it's what you what you imagine in your head yeah. happens when you're playing that board yeah. game. Because yeah. when you go past a car and something explodes in the board game, you just go pick up the model, put it over to the side. Done. Yeah, well, with this way, the, the game engine basically, you know, that that handles all that complexity mm. for you, so mm. you, you get to focus on the gameplay. Uh, we've also, you know, we, we've kept uh, the the vehicle types, yep. although we've yep. obviously updated them. Yeah, um, we've we've kept a lot of the weapons mm-hmm. that are in there. There's front mounted weapons, as turret yeah. weapons, as rear weapons. Yeah. Mm. And, and again, we we put our own spin on that. We I think the other thing, and I, I mentioned in the lad po- last podcast, how important the lanes were in the original game. Yeah, we've kept that idea of lanes. Uh, again, we didn't we didn't choose to keep that. What was interesting is as we went through the the journey that that Peter's described, mm. the lanes came back in to say this is really important. So I think it's interesting yeah. that that two separate groups of game designers working with the the same overall vibe ended up with some of the same game yeah. mechanics to achieve yeah, the same thing, which speaks yeah. to the strength of the original game design, uh, you know, about how well that worked yeah. and, and what we've done with it. And then obviously the big thing we've kept, as, as we said, is is the setting, the, yeah. the kind of narrative setting. So, so talking about the setting, and I suppose talking about like bits we've taken in, you mentioned the Welcome Trust earlier and then the, the, the help and support they, that they'd given us, but there was something more specific in there about the stuff we did about science and the scientific angle of it um yeah. i don't know if you want to go into a little bit more detail yeah, about that i mean I'll, we can put some links in the show notes and stuff to things yeah in there, i think so i think it'd say. be good to play a little clip of yeah of because of, we did a video about this which was one of the things first things you worked on coming on to the project it was, wasn't, wasn't it? it yeah making oh, that video let's go back in the way back machine now but it still it still still holds up so we'll put a link up but but yeah what 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 was great about that is they they basically helped us in sense of hooking we you know we got a bunch of scientists come in and we were able to talk to them and say okay what what would happen if you started to to, you know, decay society along those things. What would happen when climate change has, has destroyed the middle section? What would happen? And they start to talk about all these really, you know, dystopian <laughs> yeah. things that, that are all... And I, and I think what, what yeah. I came out of that really interesting is like, you know, I'd watched a few of these doomsday prepper things. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. you realise like, you okay, the best, way to, well, this <laughs> it, the best way to doomsday prep is stop civilization falling apart in the first place because yeah, yeah. as soon as it goes, you're screwed. Yeah, because yeah. like yeah, let's take let's take something we we take for granted or some may take for granted. Well, I certainly don't. Is, is say our, our health system. You know, yeah. in, in this country, it's the NHS, but whatever system of health you're using. All those professionals working away on on things, they have this massive infrastructure behind them to yeah. spoil that. So, so imagine in that future where you don't have antibiotics. Yeah. So yeah. you cut yourself opening your car door, and yeah, you know, I've got my shotgun, I've got my body armor, <laughs> yeah. I've got my, you know, I've got all that stuff. I'm yeah. impervious. You cut your hand opening the door, you get an infection in that. You don't have any antibiotics. You're dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you know, bang, game over. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> That yeah. that that with that where's the factory making the antibiotics? Yeah. Like like yeah, people yeah. get you know like yeah. I've got a thousand tins of peaches and I've been making my own <laughs> stew which I've canned and I make my own ammo. And it's like yeah, then you cut your hand on the device yeah. making the ammo and then you're done. And, and then you're yeah, done you get for. blood poisoning yeah, yeah, yeah. from it. Yeah. And you're dead. Yeah, like yeah. it's yeah. it's standing it a rusty made, nail. Yeah. And that's it. Game over. <laughs> it's just so, it, yeah. so it was great to be able to talk to those and and that methodology we used mm. to bake that into. The process and the gameplay and obviously the game went on longer so you know that that's kind of but it, I, I still see what's nice is i still see the bits of that the kind of yeah. the yeah. grains of dna in that in what we've done and we we were able to take that methodology mm. uh, and we've been applying it to mars horizon yeah. where we've been working yeah. with the uk space agency yeah. and isa yeah. um 
uh, and we're also chatting with some individual scientists there. So for us, that's become part of the DNA as a studio, yeah, yeah. is how we reference that real world. And what's great about Dark Future is even if we didn't want to reference the real world, it kind of like it, it, yeah. it runs into you yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah, you cannot avoid it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that scientific thinking went into some of the narrative stuff as well. You know, we we have um, so one of the characters is Jai Sine. She's kind of the main character, I suppose you would say. Yeah, and her story revolves around um, her story revolves much more around um, sort of the main thread of if if you were to say there were a a big event in the game it would be this one thing right. and that's definitely been uh, you know enhanced by that yeah. but also again like mentioned earlier this news ticker system whereby you essentially get fed more and more and more about what the universe actually is and and, and what it's about um and a lot of the stories in that are very much based on things you know just absolute horror stories yeah. that we heard you know there's there's a story in there about um there's a story in there about, um, for example, uh, I can't remember what it's called now. We don't call it this. It's basically this virus that um, breeds in um, in like inhalators. Right. right. It's, it's a bacteria. Is it a bacteria? Mm. Bacteria virus. <laughs> it might even be, I, I should, we should double check. It might even be a fungus, but I, I think it's a bacteria. It's this, right. it's this small cell, small, it's a small cell organism. <laughs> small thing. organism. Yeah, we can agree organism. on that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's a small organism. A bad one. <laughs> a baddie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that basically um, uh, you can get it by, um, it's entirely sent to one another through, through the air. And in the game, uh, in the universe of the game, we build out this idea of like maybe out in the out in the desert in the no go, people have to share inhalators for or when they're doing drugs. Yeah, right. And so again, this idea of uh, of well, maybe if you've got if if you've got that kind of poverty, if you've not got fresh water, yeah. that is how these kinds of single you know single cell things are going to start breeding a lot yeah. more. So we have stuff like that, and then we have like more. Um, you know, some sillier takes on some of that stuff as well. But yeah. it is all, it yeah. has all come that, from this space of... Yeah, because that, that that organism, basically, it, you know, it affects into the brain and it literally eats your brain. Yeah. yeah so right. you start okay. to... You start to... Go, go strange. Yeah, you start, yeah, it's because your brain is, is being the eaten away. The melting. Yeah, for, yeah, fortunately in the world now, it's really rare. Yeah. yeah. But if you start to destroy the systems we rely on, yeah. everything from how, how you get clean water to how you get treated when you yeah, get yeah. ill... What starts to happen, and, mm. and as as Peter described, like it it starts to then become, it starts to become a commonplace thing, yeah. and then and then it's like, well, why is everybody in this world so so violent and so aggressive? What's going on? And then you think, well, maybe their actual brains are being eaten by things. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like yeah. It, One of the things that we um, we wanted to kind of hint at, and again, we do a lot of hinting and and, and suggesting in the game. We definitely have. We definitely know exactly what's going on in the yeah, game, yeah. but we want to do a bit more suggesting so that people yeah. can sort of hint at it. Um, the original World of Dark Future, um, there were hints at darker machinations. Yeah, okay. Um, and uh, this was uh, uh, this was early in Games Workshops. Uh, we we used career. the word in the last podcast that that it yeah. was chaotic. It was yes, yes. There, were, there, there was were, something I was going to say were... otherworldly chaotic. Mm, yes, tin foil hats. Strange, ding, ding. <laughs> strange that. Uh, and um, so, yeah, one of the um, and so that went to go and build up a lot of like who the people in in this world are and why some of this stuff was happening. And we also wanted to use some of that scientific um, knowledge as well yeah. of like it, maybe that's an explanation for you know there's a there's a, a GM food in the game for example called genetically modified, genetically yeah, modified yeah. Um, which 
in this alternative history, you know, genetic modification is just something that's completely uncontrolled. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, uh, and so there's a um, this 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 food product which is genetically modified. It's meant to be a meat substitute right. substitute, which we call corn burgers. Yeah. Um, they are um, they make people start to bleed. Right. Or, okay. or to get more aggressive. Nice. <laughs> um, and so, you know, there is this, there is this, obviously that's a very silly idea yeah, and there's yeah. obviously some plays on words there. Uh, but there's, the the heart of that is based on a scientific knowledge of like, oh, that's a really cool idea. And it's a way that I feel when we work with science agencies, one of the things that, obviously we get a lot of authenticity and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. one of the things that we get with, a, you know, a game in which you smash up cars and stuff like that is you just get really interesting inspiration. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. definitely. Yeah, 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 like you yeah. hear these things and you're like, oh, that's mad, but it's not, it's real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, okay. So, um, I don't want to curtail or put the handbrakes. Huh? Oh. Uh, yeah. Thanks. I'm, I'm leaving if there's Hold that one for a yeah. bit. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's do a U-turn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And we should reverse back. Let's just go. No. <laughs> okay. No, but um, I, I do want to say because because uh, we we the, I am indicating we've had enough. <laughs> I, I am lodging a complaint with HR. That's why. <laughs> DVLA sounds more appropriate. <laughs> so, um, no, no, I, I don't want to draw. It's a closest fascinating conversation, but but, but we we are going to get the uh, some other guys from the studio here to talk about the game as well, mm. but. Um, for both of you two, uh, having been on the project for the length of time that you have, yes. uh, and you are speaking to somebody who has never played the game before, or never heard about it before, yeah. what what's the one thing you want them to to, to know about it that, that really gets them interested in this game? Other than it's not a driving Other game? Other than it's not a driving game. <laughs> uh, I think... Oh, do you want to go first? Or yeah, yeah, okay. I think the thing I want people who have never heard of any of this stuff to take on is... This isn't like any other strategy game you've ever played. And if you're the sort of person who is curious as to where games can experiment and go mm. and try new directions, I think this is, regardless of theme, regardless of genre, I think this is a game that's worth checking out. Yeah, I, I would echo that. And I would add, there's something beautifully balletic about the when you're in the command mode, so time slowed down and another you've rammed another car and it's kind of it's revolving above you and your turret targets that and then you tell it to laser it as it's flying through the air yeah above you and it's like this is so cool it's very very and and, and that's it if you want if you want to fire a combat laser at another car as it flies above you having been rammed by you this is the game for you (laughs) and if if you don't what is wrong what What is wrong wrong with you yeah Yeah, you don't don't understand video games Uh, well, Thomas, I just want to say a big thank you to you thank for you. All, everything you've done for this episode and the season so far. Uh, Pete, thank you for popping in today and having a chat with us as well. Right. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't help myself. Um, as Matt's swiftly getting his hustle on, he's left me to wrap up this episode. Uh, we'll be back with episode four, Dark Future, the video game part two, talking with other members of the Dark Future team, um, getting a little more insight from their perspective all this just before the game itself releases on May 16th. If you've not had a chance to check out Dark Future on Steam just yet, then hit it up and smash that wishlist button. If you have wishlisted, then you're slicker than both Davis and I combined. Dark Future Blood Red Stakes will also be in the Games Workshop Skull Sale, so watch out for that at release. Peace out, see you in the next episode.